0: chapter 16, Matthew chapter 16, and we're going to begin at verse 21 this morning, Matthew chapter 16, and we're going to begin at uh, verse 21. You get there, Matthew chapter 16, verse 21. There's also some uh, sermon notes in the worship folder that will help you follow along with the message uh, this morning. Um, you know, not that not that you can tell, all right, but um, I have been on a diet for uh, the last couple of weeks. And, you know, one of the hard things about being on a diet is that you have to give up certain foods, all right? Like yesterday, um, I was eating a ham sandwich for lunch. I can't remember what Kim was eating. And we got um, the kids um, a little, Little Caesars $5 pizza, all right? And I'm sitting there eating my ham sandwich, and I'm just like looking at that pizza, all right? And it looked so good. It was so greasy, I mean, I wanted a piece so bad, but, you know, being on a diet, there's certain foods you have to give up. Let me give you another example. Good friend sent me this picture of where I'm assuming he ate lunch yesterday. We'll put this up on the wall. Uh, some barbecue place. I don't know how well you can see that, but let me just kind of go over with what's on this plate. Uh, in, in the very back, there is a piece of Texas toast that looks like a whole stick of butter, has been melted on, all right? It looks amazing. And then, I mean, everything on that plate looks good. you got macaroni and cheese. That macaroni and cheese looks really good. Man, those baked beans look really good. And then the meat, you've got sausage, brisket, and pulled pork, like the holy trinity of barbecue, all right? And and I'm sitting there thinking, that looks so good, and I can't have any of that, all right? So, you know, the hard thing about being on a diet is there's certain foods you have to give up. Um, You know, another thing that's hard about being on a diet is that you have to give up going back for seconds. All right? You have to give up going back for seconds. All right? Um, Let me give you a couple examples of this. Uh, The last two weekends, um, people have brought us Krispy Kreme donuts. All right? And look, eating one Krispy Kreme donut... It, it's not gonna hurt you, all right. I put it in my phone. I counted the calories, but the problem is, I don't want just one Krispy Kreme donut. I want like five for breakfast, all right. So another thing, it's hard about being on a diet. You have to give up seconds. I mean, even last night, all right. I'm sitting there eating like a sweet a sweet potato, and uh, I had uh, baked some pork chops, and the pork chops. Uh, really tasty really um tender and man I'm eating those pork chops and we had like four left over and I'm thinking I want to go back and get like all four of those. those all right but again hard part about being on a diet is you have to give up going back for seconds you have to give up certain foods all right and um as we get started this morning I want you to think about that image of of giving early something all right and um as we look at some of the earliest disciples of Jesus, uh, there were things they gave up to follow Jesus. Let me give, let me give you some examples. Um, we'll put these verses up on the wall. Matthew, um, I'm sorry, Mark 1, 17 through 18, all right? This is Jesus uh, talking to uh, Peter and his brother Andrew. And look at what Jesus says to him. And Jesus said unto them, "'Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men.' And straightway they forsook their nets and followed him." All right, And and so what we see there is that Peter and his brother Andrew, they gave up their nets. They gave up their occupation as fishermen to follow Jesus. Uh, Let me give you another example, Luke chapter 5, verses 27 and 28. We talked about Levi last week, and look what it says about him. After these things, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax office, and he said to him, follow me. And so he left all, rose up, and followed him. All right, did you notice there what, what Levi gave up? He left all. He left his job as a tax collector. He, he left behind a lucrative profession to follow Jesus. And so we see these early disciples, what they gave up to follow Jesus. And, and the actions of these early disciples are embodied in in the teaching that we're looking at this morning, all right? So let's go ahead and stand for the reading of God's Word. We're going to begin reading Matthew chapter 16. We're actually going to begin at verse 21, all right? Matthew chapter 16, we're going to begin at verse 21. We're primarily going to look at verse 24, but uh, we're going to start out at at verse 21 because uh, verse 21 really sets up the sermon for next Sunday. Uh, So let's look at it. From that time, uh, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me. For you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Verse 24. And then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will and loses his own soul, or what will a man give? in exchange for his soul. You may be seated. So uh, we're in the middle of this sermon series uh, entitled, Follow Me. And and here in in the verses that that we just looked at, uh, Jesus is laying out the terms for what it means to follow him. Right. Here in verse 24, Jesus is, is just he's laying out the terms for what it means to follow him. but, but here's the problem in our, in our church culture of today. Um, we want to follow Jesus on our terms, all right We want to follow Jesus on our terms. We want to dictate the terms, for what it means to follow Jesus. Let me, let me give you some examples of this. You know, in, in our minds we'll say, alright God, I'll read my Bible and pray like I'm supposed to as long as I have time during the day. All right, God, I'll be in church on Sunday, I'll be in worship on Sunday as long as there's nothing else going on in my life. Um, God, I'll serve you, I'll be glad to serve you as long as it's convenient for me, as long as I'm comfortable doing the thing that you want me to do. And God, that whole business of telling other people about Jesus, God, that's just not for me. I don't know, what. I'm not sure what to say, what if I mess it up, and so I'm just going to stay clear of telling people about Jesus. You get the idea, we want to follow Jesus on our terms, All right, we want to dictate the terms of what it means to follow Jesus, but that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Here in verse 24, Jesus has laid out the terms for what it means to follow him. And that's what we want to look at this morning. Two things in your notes. Here's point number one say no to self. All right, point number one say no to self. Make sure you got that in your notes. Point number one, say no to self. You know, sometimes as parents, uh, we have to tell our children no. Uh, There's a four-year-old. He asked his mom, "Uh, Mom, can we get a a kitten to have inside the house? Wouldn't that be great if we had a a pet, if we had a kitten? I would love to have a kitten in the house. That's what this four-year-old asked his mom. And uh, his, his mother looked at her four-year-old and said, no, absolutely not. I am allergic to cats. I can't be in the same house with a kitten. So the answer is no, we're not getting a kitten. The little boy looked at his mom and said, well, well mom, you could just move outside. You could just sleep outside. You see, sometimes as parents, we have to say no to our children. All right, and the, the idea here. What Jesus is trying to get across in verse 24 is that we've got to say no to self. All right? We've got to say no to self. Go back and look at verse 24 again. And then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. And you might want to underline or circle that word deny in your Bible. All right? uh, that, that word deny means to say no. All right. And so the idea that Jesus is trying to get across here is that we've got to say no to self. All right. If we're going to be followers of Jesus, all right, if, we're going to, if we're going to follow Jesus, we've got to learn to say no to self. And this is a teaching that we find throughout the entire Bible. All right. uh, in uh, Paul's writing, uh, Paul talks a lot about the flesh. And every time you see the flesh... In Paul's writing, it's really a reference to self, what Jesus is talking about in verse 24. And I want to I give you um, a verse. Uh, we'll put it up on the wall. It's in your sermon notes. Galatians 5, 16 and 17. Look at this from the New American Standard Version. Look what it says. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. And so here's the deal, all right? The the flesh, the desires of the flesh, the desires of of self, they are opposite of God. They are opposite God of Jesus. And, and Paul is saying here in Galatians chapter 5 that there is literally a war going on within our hearts between the flesh and the spirit, between self and God, all right? And then we get down to Galatians 5, 19 through 21, all right? And these verses were a little lengthy to put up on the wall, but they're in your notes, all right? And when we read verses 19 through 21, this is what happens When we fail to say no to self, all right? Listen to Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21. Now, the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and, and things like these. So, so here's the deal. As Christians, we don't need verses 19 through 21 in our lives. All right? As Christians, as followers of Jesus, we don't need the attitudes and actions of verses 19 through 21 in our lives. All right? And so Jesus is trying to get across to us, hey, we've got to say no to the flesh. We've got to say no to self. We've got to say no to temptation. We've got to say no to sin. All right? But here's what happens. All right? Too often, instead of saying no to self, we say yes to self. And when we say yes to self, instead of denying self, we end up denying Jesus. All right, and so if we're going to be followers of Christ, we've got to say no to self. All right, let's move on. Look at point number two. Look at point number two. All right, say yes to Jesus. All right, say yes to Jesus. All right, make sure you have that. Say yes to Jesus. Um, look at verse 24 again. Uh, then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And and, and in verse 24, you might want to underline or um, circle the phrase, take up his cross. You might want to underline that phrase or circle it in your Bibles, take up your cross. Now, look, we we have a hard time understanding that that idea of, of taking up our cross. All right, but for the people of Jesus' day, it was a concrete and vivid image. All right, Um, in Jesus' day, uh, condemned criminals were forced to carry their own cross. And so in Jesus' day, when you saw someone carrying their cross, you knew you would never see that person again. That person was on a journey of death, or as we would say today, a dead man walking. And, of course, the most notable crucifixion in history uh, was Jesus. And, and I want to remind you today that the cross of Jesus uh, was not an accident or an afterthought. The Bible makes it very clear that Jesus' death on the cross was part of God's plan For our salvation. Uh, The Bible teaches that Jesus um, was the Lamb of God who was slain before the foundation of the world. Uh, This morning I was was reading Acts chapter 2 following along with our um, daily Bible reading plan. And in Acts chapter 2 Peter he's preaching at Pentecost and, and he says look Jesus was handed over. He was handed over to die by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God. You see, when Jesus took up his cross, and he died upon that cross, um, Jesus was surrendering to God's plan. Jesus was submitting himself to the will of the Father. Jesus taking up his cross, Jesus was saying yes to God. He was saying yes to the cross. And look, Jesus wants us to do the same thing. He wants us to say yes to him. And so when the Bible says take up your cross, it's not a reference to a literal cross, all right? Our cross is not a a wooden beam that we're going to carry to work or to school tomorrow. Our cross is not a a pendant that we wear around our neck. Our cross is not our mother-in-law or a toothache. All right, our cross is not the life sentence of being a Mississippi State Bulldog fan, though at times it seems like it is. All right, our cross is not a literal cross. It's symbolic. Remember, the cross was a symbol of death. Um, it, was a mean, uh, it was an instrument of execution. It was a means of, To death. And so when Jesus says, Take up your cross, he's saying, Look, you got to surrender to God's plan for your life. When Jesus says, Take up your cross, he's saying, Hey, you got to say yes to God. Now, I think deep down, um, you know, we want to say yes to God. But uh, let's be honest. We we struggle with saying yes to God. Um, you know, what if the cost is too great? Um, what, if, what, what if God wants me to do something that is outside my comfort, comfort zone? Um, what, what if God wants me to do something radical? What, what if God wants me to do something way out there? You know, what, if, what if my desires for my life don't match up with the desires that God has for my life? We, we want to say yes to Jesus, but, but we struggle with it. And, and I want to remind you today that this, this idea, take up your cross, there's no room for half-hearted commitment. There, there's no room for lukewarmness. All right? there, there's no room for partial devotion. There's no room for following Jesus on our terms. All right? Take up our cross. It's about surrendering our life to Jesus. It is about saying yes to Jesus. So this teaching in Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. All right, Again, Jesus is laying out the terms for what it means to follow him. It's about saying no to self and yes to Jesus. And I want you to see how this passage ends. Look at, look at verse 25. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Now the point that Jesus is trying to get across there is that it it is so worth so worth it to follow him it, it is so worth it to say no to self and yes to Jesus and at the end of verse 26 uh, we find this word uh, exchange uh, look at it again what will a man give an exchange for his soul and, and that word exchange Um. It is, it expresses something that is beyond comparative value, all right? Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about, all right? So on this side, all right, would, would you want, all right, you know, it's getting lunchtime, and I didn't have breakfast today. Would you want a bag of chips, or do you want steak and baked potato, all right? There's no comparison, right, for lunch. Man, I'm taking the steak and baked potato every time. There's no no comparison. Or or what if on on this table, you know, I had the choice. I could could pick up a $10 bill or I could pick up a $100 bill. Which one do you think I'm choosing? The $100 bill. There's no comparison. All right? You know, who who would you rather pick in this football game? A high school football team or... LSU team that just won the national championship. Who are you picking? LSU, right? There, there's no comparison. And that's the idea here. Our desires, what the world offers, are what Jesus offers. By following him and saying yes to Jesus. And the idea here, there's no comparison. There's no comparison. It is so worth it to follow Jesus. It it is worth it to say no to self and yes to Jesus. I'm going to ask you to bow your head, close your eyes. Just a moment, we're going to have a time of invitation, a time of response. But before we do, um, I want to ask you, you know, how's God speaking to your heart this morning? Um, you know Jesus I mean look this is straightforward I mean Jesus just he lays it out there and he he says hey if you want to follow me it's no to self yes to Jesus And, and a lot of times we just get it backwards a lot of times in our life it's yes to self no to Jesus No to self. Yes to Jesus. Maybe today, you know, you, you've been struggling with saying no to self and yes to Jesus. Maybe you need to come to this altar and pray. Maybe today you need to come make a recommitment of your life. You're going you're gonna to follow Jesus wholeheartedly on his terms. Maybe today, you know, you're sitting out there talked about how Jesus took up his cross. He died on his cross uh, for, for the purpose of saving us from our sins. Jesus died so that we could experience salvation. And Maybe you're sitting out there today and you've never accepted Jesus as Savior of your life. But today is the day of salvation for you. And I want to encourage you, if that's you, when we stand and sing, to come down and talk to me about accepting Jesus. How's God speaking to you today? How do you need to respond today? Father, we thank you for your word. Um, and, and Father, um, th- this is clear, clear cut today. No to self. Yes to Jesus. Father, no matter how clear cut it is, um, we, we struggle with this. We struggle. Too often it's, it, we get it the exact opposite. Too often it's, it's yes to self and no to Jesus. And, and that's because we, we want to follow you on our terms. Um, but, but Father, I, I pray that we've seen today we can't follow you on, on our terms. Um. We've got to follow you on your terms no to self, yes to Jesus. Father, as we come to this point of invitation,